From Commander.com, welcome to the Tech Refresh Podcast, where we scour the internet to feature just the right digital news, gadgets, and stories to keep you up to date. Our promise is if you give us 30 minutes, we will make sure that you're in the know and the source for digital know-how for your friends and family. After an exhaustive nationwide search to find just the right digitally savvy host, they finally gave up and you got me. Sorry about that. I'm Mike James, and along with our distinguished panel of experts today is a very special day because we are joined by our leader, our commander. It's the VIP of VIPs. Uh, Kim Commando is going to join us for Brand New or Not True today. And we also have the content queen from Commando.com, Ali Seligman. Welcome. Hi, Mike. News director at Commando.com is Ben Bradley. Hey, Mike. Our distinguished guests include the podcast princess, Cassidy Taylor. Welcome. Hey, Mike. We've got a ton of stuff to get to. Kim's going to join us, as I said, in a little bit. And, of course, it's Thanksgiving week, and we're getting into the Christmas season. So we wanted to have a very special episode today about what we're all thankful about. And uh, we're going to start off with a couple of things that we're grateful about for 2020. And it's been a kind of a tough year, but uh, there's always a good side. So we're going to start off with Allie. You're right, Mike. It's been quite a year. And I was thinking about this in the realm of what is the tech that has really kept me sane. So if we're doling out 2020 awards, my player of the year, headphones. We can talk about Zoom and webcams and all these things that helped us work from home. But for me, nothing was more important than a pair of good headphones. I certainly was not alone. Across the world, there were $44.6 billion worth of headphones shipped out. That's up almost $10 billion in revenue from the year before. So, you know, it's uh, not so surprising how many of us are working and living in these cramped quarters with the people we love. Headphones let us tune out or at least not drive everybody else in our house crazy. Far and away, the most popular headphones right now are true wireless headphones like the Apple AirPods, which I know most of you have, most most of my co-hosts, um, the earbuds aren't connected to each other or to your device, so it's really easy to pop them in and out. Really, the only downside is how easy they are to lose, and the noise cancellation isn't exactly great. That's why I prefer the over-the-ear version. So I have a Corsair headset for work and a pair of Sony noise-canceling headphones that I listen to, audiobooks, music, podcasts, make phone calls. The downside for me is how good the noise cancellation is. I can't tell you how many times my husband has scared the daylights out of me because I have these awesome noise-canceling headphones on. Uh, A couple weeks ago, I even turned it down a few notches so I don't get quite so spooked when he uh, surprises me. But, yeah, headphones are the big winner for me for this year. What do you like best about them? I have realized how handy it is making phone calls on my headphones. I Not having to hold the phone up to my ear makes it so that, you know, if I'm making dinner— it doesn't seem like a burden to talk on the phone to my mom or dad or, you know, it, it just makes things so much easier. Plus, being able to actually drown out things. If my husband husband and I are, are both in a meeting or, you know, um, that's really it, right? If we're, if we're both in meetings, not having to hear each other conduct the whole thing is super helpful. And one of the things that you were talking about earlier this year was the, the noise canceling program. Do you remember that? What that was called? It was really cool where you could turn on a vacuum cleaner or whatever in the background and it wouldn't hear it? Yeah. Yeah. NVIDIA Broadcast. I have that on my computer um, so I can use that with my headset. And it really is amazing. It can, you know, totally block out background noise in a really impressive way. I've done it with a vacuum cleaner, a blow dryer. You know, you can have something pretty loud on. You don't hear it. 
Um, the caveat there, you have to have a pretty good graphics card on your computer. Uh, ben, what's your uh, feel-good story for the year of best product? Okay, well, I'm big on the headphones too, but we'll come back around to that. You know, a lot of us have been working at, you know, from home since March, some present company excluded. And it had been a couple of years since the last time I worked remotely and I didn't have the same home office setup. So I had to make some modifications. Well, I'm most thankful for one of the first things I bought from my laptop, which was a better docking station. And I know that doesn't sound very exciting, but, you know, hear me out. I researched quite a bit before landing on uh, this specific one. It's a Targus USB-C quad HD docking station. Quad meaning you can connect up to four monitors to make your home office a five-screen setup if if you include your laptop in that. And okay, I'm not a 911 dispatcher, so I've only connected three. But it's it's actually nice having a dedicated screen for each browser or program I always have running throughout the workday. I can just glance for what I need without fishing through multiple browsers and tabs on a two-screen setup. And this thing's also got a bunch of USB ports to connect my webcam, keyboard, mouse, and other tech. So really, you know, if you if you haven't already, and you work from home, get yourself a nice docking station. You know, I suppose I'm really thankful for screens in general. My my computer is set up with four screens, and I can turn my iPad into a fifth. I have an Echo Show on my desk and a 48-inch TV mounted right above it. So when you think about it, that's seven screens in my relatively small home office. You know, I might have a problem, but it is one I'm thankful for. So. How are you going to survive when we come back to the office? I don't know. I actually <laughs> just ordered maybe a couple weeks ago from Amazon the sit, a docking station. I don't know if it's the same one you got, Ben, but I ordered a similar one so I could set up a dual monitor with my laptop in, on the bottom like corner. So I had three technically, and then I ordered a Bluetooth uh, keyboard set so I could control them all, but still plug in my desktop computer if I wanted to. And basically, I've spent way too much money at this point, and I don't even work from home. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, if you are used to a couple screens, I work on two screens, and every time I try to work on my laptop, I just have a little a 13-inch MacBook Pro. It is so painful trying to get anything done on that tiny screen. I just, I can't do it. Yeah, it's bad. I mean, my laptop's hooked up to all this on the weekends. I'll disconnect from the docking station and take it upstairs just in case I need to work or whatever, you know, from, you know, my media room. And it's just like, ugh, it's, <laughs> it's painful just trying to get through anything. It's so slow, even the, the most simple tasks. I feel so under, you know, achieving, but with, I'm, with my only two screens. Now, what did you say you use all the screens for? Uh, various things. So, like, I'll have... TweetDeck open at the very top, and that's that's like a, a Twitter manager. So I'll have all these columns opened up for, you know, local news, national news, tech news, uh, sports, and they're all broken down by do I follow. So it's you know every second these things update. So I always know what's going on. I've got that. I've got like you know Rundown Creator open for the show we work on for the site, uh, chat with you know my staff, and uh, and then I'll keep open our tip manager and our story calendar. So and anytime we're working on assigning things, it's just so easy to glance back and forth between those things too. You know, it's great. Sounds like you're an overachiever, but that's great. That's why we love you. <laughs> All right, Ben, thank you for that. Cassidy, what's your product that you're grateful about? So I have multiple things because the first half of this year, I was actually teaching public speaking at a university so then a pandemic hit. I don't know if you heard about this, but it sent all the students home. And public speaking is one of those classes. It's so, it's hard enough to teach in front of them because you have to get students to interact. You have to break them out of your bubble. 
you know, everyone has a little bit of speech apprehension. And then you put a, a computer screen in between. And I went to California to lockdown during the pandemic. All my students went to various places around the world. Some didn't have internet access. It was a kind of a crazy thing. So I guess there's about three things. The top being Zoom. I know Zoom has been around much longer than 2020, but it really shined this year. And breakout rooms allowed me personally in my teaching lessons to teach as if I was in the classroom, to assign breakout rooms so they could go for 20 minutes to a room, come back, deliver a group speech, that kind of thing. And the chat room allowed me to take attendance. I mean, it really made the whole process so much easier. And I know Google uh, Meet came around after that as a really good competitor. But, you know, the university I was at picked up Zoom right away, gave it free to all the students. It was just a huge savior. And then my runner up is this website that a colleague told me about called edpuzzle.com. And it is like YouTube for teachers. And if you are a teacher and you don't use it, I promise you it is worth every little bit of attention you put into it. There's free versions of it. There's paid versions of it. But basically what this website does is it allows you to upload your lesson as a video file, like a YouTube video, and you can assign it to your students. And it will tell you which student watched it for how long. <laughs> and you can put in questions in between the video so that they have to answer the question, short answer, multiple choice, whatever it is, in order to keep going forward. The best part about that was it automatically graded them. It told me who actually watched everything. It basically ensured that you could take what was missing from the classroom back into the virtual classroom. And past that, honestly, students this year, college students, high school students, elementary school, middle school, all the grades, they really shined this year as well with their adaption to this technology-based schooling and I had students record speeches on smartphones. We would not have been able to do it, you know, if this was 100 years ago. This is, it was incredible. That is a good one. I'm sure many will uh, love. Mine, as you guys know, I'm in real estate a little bit, have some little apartment buildings that I run. I have been trying to digitize or, you know, get into the the new age with uh with digital technology to help me manage my little apartments. And uh, I have found a couple. One is Cozy, a company that they just do background checks for tenants, and then they also accept uh, rent for, for tenants. So it goes directly into my account. That's a big one. And then also this year I, I found My Rental Hero. It really is amazing for keeping track. I was trying to do it through QuickBooks, and I spent hours and hours trying to learn QuickBooks and accounting and everything. And it was just – I finally, like after two months and watching tutorials and everything, finally just gave up and then found this other product, which uh, is very, very simple. And it uh, it just cre- – it uh, connects directly to my uh, bank account and keeps track of everything uh, as far as accounting. The last one is you guys talked a little bit about headphones. What's the big deal with headphones this year (laughs) is uh, I went to actually Bluetooth headphones after having them failed, you know, a long time ago when they first came out. I finally tried it again. I I love them for just going out, exercising, and walking. Welcome to the future, Mike. Happy to have you. 
It's it, it, well, I you know I'm on this podcast. I'd better be <laughs> at least a little technically savvy. All right, so we have lots more coming up, in t- including our quick tip, which is just around the corner. And Kim Commando will join us for brand new or not true. A little bit later on, our deep dive all about passwords. It's Tech Refresh podcast from Commando.com. We are back on the Tech Refresh podcast from Commander.com. And before we get to brand new or not true, we have a quick tip. And here's Ben. All right. Well, it's the time of year where we're shopping. And with more people than ever shopping online this year, it's it's already going to be hard enough to get some of the most popular gifts on your list. That's only part of it. Once you get them, you have to figure out how to keep them a secret. And it's not always easy if you buy them on Amazon. For one, you might have Alexa set up to announce notifications on your Echo devices. It's convenient until you're sitting at the dinner table with the kids and Alexa says the new Xbox has been delivered. So, you know, right now, just open the Alexa app on your phone and tap settings, tap notifications, then Amazon shopping, and then uncheck the box that says for items and delivery update, which is under the section called let Alexa say or show titles for the items you've ordered. Turn off the push notifications while you're at it, just in case. You can also archive orders to hide them. Uh, just go to accounts and lists, then your orders, and tap archive order next to any of them you want to hide. Another way to avoid spoiling the surprise is to set up an Amazon an Amazon household account, which is an option for Prime members. So with your own profile, you can avoid anyone else seeing what you've ordered. Uh, we've got other ways to keep those gifts a surprise, like changing up what products Amazon recommends and shipping packages to an Amazon locker. And those are all listed at commando.com. Perfect, Ben. Thank you. It's time now for America's newest national game show sensation where you can play and guess, is it brand new or not true? Every week, literally thousands of new products, sites, apps, and services are announced in the technology world. Some are destined for greatness. Others, well, not so much. And oftentimes the product sounds so crazy, outlandish, and just ridiculous. You sit back and think, what were they thinking? Before you know it, tech just recreated its newest millionaire. Well, we're going to play it brand new or not true, and we're going to present you, the home listener, with three products, sites, or ideas. And it's up to you to decide which of the two products is actually true, and one of the products is a false product. And through the process of elimination, that's the one we want to hear about. And our special guest today on Brand New or Not True is our leader, the CEO, the commander, the head chief. Kim, thank you for joining us. We're, we're excited to have you on Brand New or Not True. Well, I'm super excited to be here because, you know, Michael, we have to win between the two of us. Absolutely. And I need your help winning. I think they've kind of they've teamed up this week to make it really, really hard. Well, they actually make it hard every single week. So, all right, it's time for our first product. Kim and I are partners, and we're going to guess the correct product. And we've got uh, Cassidy with the first product. Go ahead. And I thought this product was actually perfect for um, some people who work at Commando. Uh, it is the HairMax Laser Hair Regrowth Cap called Rego M- Regrow MD. Ooh. It is FDA approved. Ouch. And basically, it, it looks like a ball cap. It's black, and it has lasers on the inside of the ball cap that are treatments to help spark your hair follicles to regrow hair. It's 100% lasers, no LED lights. It has eight FDA clearances, seven clinical studies, 14 medical device licenses, and six published medical journals. Ooh, 
Wow. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. It, prom- it promotes hair growth, reduces shedding, strengthens hair, reverses the thinning process, increases density and fullness, rejuvenates aging hair, restores the hair growth cycle, and revitalizes damaged hair. And it is available on Amazon for $999. You know, I think it was the, the hair shedding that got me. Like, <laughs> like did you, so did you like, precious. shed hair or did you just, like, lose hair? It was just gone. It was just gone. But you <laughs> it's know, not like a cat. Like a cat would have like hair all over the seat. No, it was just uh, you know. I woke up and it was it was just receding and going off the middle. What are you gonna do? Did you ever do it, Mike? Did you ever do like that comb over? No, I actually was an early adopter. I was at about twenty seven. I just shaved it all off. So product number one is the nine hundred ninety nine dollar hair regrowth system. Yeah, regrow regrow MD. Is that what it's called? That is correct. Okay. Okay, so, but Cassidy, I just a question for you. Based upon all the research that you've gathered, because it sounded like you've done a ton, do you think, I mean, be honest, do you think it would actually help Michael? You know what? The reviews were mixed. I mean, if you're looking for a Christmas gift and you want to spend $1,000, <laughs> I say we give it to him and have him try it. He can't lose more hair. I say you don't. I say I look just <laughs> fine. Thank you very much. And don't spend. I think he should just get a toupee at that point. We could get him a really nice tube. It was. It. it, it I think probably every guy that goes bald experiences the stu- ridiculous products, spending a bunch of money trying to uh, trying to push back nature. Um, and what I found was once I actually shaved it all off. No hard times anymore, except from you guys. I mean, but n- nobody gives me a hard time anymore, and uh, I really don't. Uh, I don't. I don't miss having hair. Well, I think you're incredibly handsome. Thank you, you. thank you. It's time for our next product, though, Ben. What is it? So, a little backstory. When I moved to Phoenix from the Midwest, one of the things I was happy never having to worry about again was falling on the ice. So, those days might be numbered everywhere, though. If you buy a pair of Thermafoot Heatwave boots, so these are insulated boots for cold weather, and they're heated, but not on the inside. These boots have patent-pending infrared coils built into the base of each boot that melts ice on contact up to one-quarter inch thick. That means you can easily walk down your front porch stairs, your driveway, your parking lots, you name it, without worry. Even wet surfaces aren't a problem with the herringbone outsole for the ultimate traction. Now, these coils have adaptive thermal technology and heat up based on air and ground temperature readings from a sensor built into the heel combined with location data from your Bluetooth-connected smartphone. And the best part is they only activate when moisture is detected under a specific temperature threshold, and they can reach 115 degrees in less than 20 seconds. They can also rapidly cool off just as fast, so you never have to worry about damaging indoor surfaces like carpeting. And they're able to cool so fast thanks to another layer of tech in between the coils and the inner sole, which makes sure the infrared heat only points towards the ground, which keeps the boot, and therefore your feet, from overheating. Now, each boot has a built-in lithium-ion battery that lasts up to two weeks on a single charge, even if you wear them every day. Now, these started out as a crowdfunding campaign and have been shipping for a few months now. Now, insulated boots are already expensive, so add ice-melting tech, and you're going to go up considerably. So you can get a pair of these Thermafoot Heatwave boots with a Gore-Tex exterior in either black or brown, for $379. Oh, that's not that bad. But what do they look like? They look like hiking boots. I mean, you know, I've never been a fan of like, I mean, 
let's just face it. The ugliest shoe known to mankind is the croc. No, yep. those are amazing. Those are beautiful. <laughs> oh, oh, I think they are disgusting. And then when people try to put like fake fur in their Crocs, I'm like, no. Okay. Okay. And, you know, and Uggs, Uggs are, you know, I know they're functional and I have a pair, but they're ugly too. Uggs are not functional in the snow. They're arguably the worst shoe that you could have in the northern part of any state that gets snow. So, so then, you know, then you look at, because I'm thinking of like, and then I have like, I mean, utility boots. I have those, you know, for like when you go between like the ski lodge to the slopes and then you get your skis on, but then you still want to look kind of good when you're done skiing because you got that little bunny outfit on. And then you have to go have like a cocktail, you know, and, and talk about all the black runs that she went down. Of course, she didn't go down the black runs, but you have to say that you did because then everybody looks at you like, oh, she's phenomenal. Okay. So, Ben, what do they look like? Okay. So think hiking boots, you know, like North Face. Pretty thick, the big ankle, but like with the the actual sole that you see, it looks like it's more like Michelin Man, you know, a lot thicker sole. So it's brown, black. It's got some of those. It's not suede like your typical hiking boots. It's it's straight up Gore-Tex. So it's got more of a kind of a, a plasticky yeah, sheen. I, you know what? You couldn't pay me $300 to wear them. I'd rather fall on my ass. <laughs> <laughs> not only would I wear them, I would be their spokesperson. I've had a walk uphill both ways in the snow to school. True story. I had to go mm -hmm. up and back down a hill and yeah, no, I'm not, I would, I would be an investor in these shoes. Seems pretty likely. Allie, what's your product? I have got one for all the bird lovers out there. It's called Bird Buddy and it's a smart bird feeder. It looks like a regular bird feeder, like a little house and you fill it up with bird feed. But what makes it special is a smart camera that notifies you of the feathered visitors, takes their photos and organizes them for you to look at and share. So you get these beautiful close-up shots of all the birds that visit your yards without scaring them away. Even better, Bird Buddy tells you what kind of birds are in front of it. It's equipped with AI that recognizes over a thousand different bird species. There's a built-in microphone, too, so it can tell when a bird is approaching just based on its song. It runs off a lithium-ion battery. It's Bluetooth and Wi-Fi enabled. It's got a 5-megapixel five five camera. It shoots uh, HD video. You plug it in and charge it with a USB cable and the battery charge lasts about 30 days. There's even a little game aspect to it. You can unlock achievements and build your bird collection based on all the birds that come uh, and stand in front of your bird buddy. The feeder starts at 149 bucks, and you can add on accessories like a mount for the wall or the fence for about 20 bucks each. Okay. You know, I, 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 know I feed the birds. Okay. I have a, this beautiful bird feeder in my backyard. And so I go out there and I buy like like 15 pounds of bird food and I fill it all up and I've done this for many many years as a matter of fact when I lived on Piestua Peak I mean I had this beautiful bird feeder right out there and so the quail would come and they'd make this big mess but I didn't care because I could look out my kitchen window my living room window, and I'd see all these beautiful quail just running all around so one day my next door neighbors Peter and Mary who I'm still friends to with today is they said, you know, why don't you guys come over for dinner? Because we did that like at least once every two weeks or something like that. Because Peter was also the guy that, well, one time Ian was in the jacuzzi and Ian looked at me and he said, he was like three and he's like, you know, why does Dr. Thomas, I mean, is he naked watering his lawn? And I looked over and I said, 
um, Peter, I think you need to put some pants on. He's like, he's like, oh, <laughs> no. I was only going to water the backyard, but somehow I ended up in the front yard. So anyway, so these are my neighbors. So we go over to their house for dinner. And I said, oh, so what are we having for dinner? And Mary looks at me and oh, she no. smiles. She has like this wicked smile on her face. And she says, we're having quail. Oh. And I said, I looked at her, I said, you are not like catching the quail that I'm feeding. She goes, well, I know that everything's organic and I know that everything's fine. And sure enough, in her kitchen, in a roasting pan, were four quails. <laughs> and I looked at her, I said, I don't eat pork. I don't eat beef. I hardly eat a piece of chicken. And I can't believe, I was still dumbfounded that she was eating the quail that I was feeding. So Were I they like really the, the quail from your... Yes. Oh she my was, gosh. She was oh catching no. the quail that I was feeding and they were eating them. And so like, just recently we went for a hike and this buddy crosses our path and Mary wow. looks at me she goes, mm, I'm getting hungry. I'm like, you stop. <laughs> stop. Mary knows okay. how to push your buttons. So we, I mean, if we had an actual world breakdown, they would survive. Mm-hmm. I'm so sure mm-hmm. of it. That yeah. and uh, all the alcohol that they have in their homes, I'm sure would be fine. <laughs> all right. What do we got, Mike? So we have the Regrow MD for $999. We have Ben's product, the Thermofoot Heat Wave Boot for, was that $395, $399? No, that's $379. $379. And we have the Bird Buddy Smart Camera, $149. All right, so uh, what I normally do is I eliminate, through the process of elimination, we find the product that's probably not true. So how true, Kim, would you say the Bird Buddy Smart Feeder is? In as much as I would love to have that, I just think it just has too much going on. But I think somebody should have it. But I, but it just, and I think it would be a fabulous product. But I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent positive that we're quite there yet. So on a scale of one to ten, are you? That's a, maybe a three. Yeah, that's probably a three. And then on a scale of one to ten, the Thermafoot Heatwave boot for three seventy nine. Well, what do you think, Mike? The therm, I think the Thermafoot Heatwave boot is very realistic i'm sure it could be a product in uh in some kind of a crowd you know funding thing so i would say that's a true product i would i'd say that's probably on the in the scale of a eight or a nine true product Uh, i i don't agree with you okay so what do you think What's the what on a scale of one to ten? I I, I think the bird I think the bird feeder is more likely than the boot. Yeah. Okay. So now it brings us to the hair cap. What's the name of this product? Regrow MD. No. What's the brand? What's the brand name? It's made by Hairmax. Because there is one. It's called Capitalist or something like that. That is nine hundred and ninety nine dollars. That is a cap that you wear that does whatever it does is supposed to do for your hair. But I remember looking at it, not that my husband has a receding hairline <laughs> by any means. And, you know, and, you know, and 
he doesn't listen to this podcast, so I can say that you know, <laughs> we're no longer doing the comb over because uh-huh. that, especially in a wind, is not attractive. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you think, Mike? Well, uh, I would say <laughs> that's the least likely product. The hair, what is it called? The Regrow MD for a thousand dollars. First thing I'd ask is, does it have a guarantee? And the first thing they're going to say is no. No, it has a six-month guarantee. Oh, a six-month guarantee. Wow. Or a warranty, awesome. whatever. Yeah. No, I would say that's the least likely product because the Bird Buddy seems like, it almost seems like I've heard of that before, but it's a great idea if it's not out there. And then the Thermofoot <laughs> heat wave, of course, up east where it's freezing cold, people freezing their footsies off. That seems very realistic. Battery, the lithium batteries seems realistic be, to warm them up because there's been such advances in batteries over the last couple of years. I'm saying I my would be the Regrow MD. Not true. Not true. Yeah. So what do you what do you think? I'm saying because I've seen the cap for sale on Amazon for nine hundred ninety nine dollars. I've seen it. Okay. Okay, I'm probably wrong. So I'm, I'm going. It's called, but the one that I'm thinking of is Capulus. It's something uh-huh. like that. So, uh, or the bird feeder. I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm going to go because I, I know I've seen the product. May not be the same product, but if it's similar, you know, the rules are brand new or not true that it goes together. So I'm saying, uh, I'm saying the fake product is Benz, the, the ugly boots. Thermofoot Heatwave Boots. All right, so that's our final answer. Is the Bird Buddy a real product? It is. Yes, it's real. That AI feature is pretty cool. It can tell a thousand different birds. Okay, so that's good. That is cool. You know what? I didn't edit. That was the part that I wasn't sure about, but now it's, what's it called? The Bird Buddy. You know what? I'm going to buy mine. <laughs> there you go. Merry Christmas. Uh, okay, so Ben, is the Thermafoot Heatwave boot a real product? You sure you're ready for this? Uh, yes. Okay. Absolutely not. <laughs> I mean, I'm thinking about this. I'm writing this the whole time. And it's like people are going to forget to turn off their foot stoves coming in the house. And they're going to kick their feet up on the couch. And it's just going to go up. Like, but you know what? But I mean, what you a imagine? great clickbait headline That's, that would be. Oh, you know, man. Man's boot sets family home on fire. In less know? than two seconds, yeah. Yeah, in less than two seconds. <laughs> All right. And so the Regrow MD is a real product. Well, okay. I also saw the one Kim mentioned. Uh-huh. Um, and honestly, there's like seven different versions of the same baseball cap looking doohickey with lasers in it that claim they'll regrow <laughs> your hair. And if you read the reviews, it's very much, it almost looks like... Oh, those Amazon review scams that we warn people about where it's like, there's too much of <laughs> good things to be true. There's no way lasers on your head regrow. Like science just over my head. <laughs> Get it. <laughs> Anyways, it is a real product. Whether or not it works is up for debate. And I should be listening to Kim much more. I should have gone with her expertise. I knew that before and I forgot. What was I thinking? Kim, thank you for joining us. I know. Oh, you know what, Mike? Sometimes you're just a really big disappointment. <laughs> oh, wow. I think this counts as a win for Kim and uh, like half a win for Mike. 
this is a yeah. This is a no. Well, but once again, but you know, but look at this. I lost. Once again, I'm playing by the wrong rules. Okay, I I didn't know it was like you know two reels and one fake. I thought it was two fakes and one reel. So I'm going through the whole thing. It's like when we had our company bingo game, and I like one bingo, and I didn't even know it because I thought you had to have like a B I N G O in all different ways. And I'm like, wait a minute. So I have to pay attention to the rules more often. But thanks for letting me come on. Uh, tech refresh. Thank you, Kim. Thanks for being here. And that's going to conclude this week's edition of Brand New or Not True. Thanks to our distinguished panelists, Kim Commando, Allie, Ben, Cassidy. And up next, we're going to take a deep dive into passwords. And we've got the scam of the week about game consoles. Much more coming up on Tech Refresh from Commando.com. Hey, welcome back to Tech Refresh from Commander.com. Every week we give you the inside scoop on what's going on in tech. So you're in the know and the source of tech information for your friends and family. Every week about this time we take an in-depth look at issues that affect technology, lifestyles. And this week we take a look at passwords. Allie? I think passwords are one of the most obnoxious, you know, um, security measures, tech things that any of us deal with. You know, we have so many different passwords, hopefully, unless you use the same password everywhere, which you should not. And making them difficult, unique is such a struggle and such a pain. One of my favorite times of year is when the list of the worst leaked passwords of the year comes out. You get to have a little fun, see uh, all the terrible passwords people use, see if the ones you think are the worst are in the top. So I want to start it. Let's do a little guessing game. Um, I want you each to guess one of the passwords you think made the top. I, we'll say top ten. If you get in the top ten, you get some some points. One, two, three, four, five, six. <laughs> That's a good one. Guess password one, two, three, four. Okay, good guess. Good guess. How about uh, Cordy? The across the top of the keyboard. Yes. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six is number one. So cool spoiler, Ben. Thank you. <laughs> um, password is there. <laughs> Password one is in the top 20. I think you went too complex, Cass. People aren't that uh, safe. They're not adding more than one no. number. <laughs> no. And then Mike, yes, Cordy is up there. Cordy is in the, oh, it might be number 12. So you were close. But so top five, um, those number combinations are, are all through the top 20. One, two, three, four, five, six is number one. One up to nine is number two. Up to eight Um People adding the zero on at the end. All those are up there. So the one that surprised me this year, picture one, which is weird. I haven't seen that one before. I've never heard of that one as being. Good question. I'm not sure. Uh, ABC123, that's another good one. So clearly making and remembering passwords is a pain. I want to know what you guys do. How do you keep track of all your passwords? Do you have any tips that our readers can use so they don't do or that our listeners can use so they don't do anything silly like this? So I actually and this is going to be one of the DIY videos coming up once I get a hold of assembling it completely. But there's a couple cool tricks that I learned. Um, the first is first and foremost, make your own code for your passwords. Because the best way to create something that you'll remember is to have it be a word, a phrase, or something that you would remember, but words and phrases are easy to guess. Well, switch the characters. Uh, a capital E can be a three. 
um, a four can be an H. Those kind of things. Just, you know, kind of you do your own association. And uh, once you pick out, like, okay, I'm going to replace all the vowels with these alternatives. I'm going to replace all the capital letters with these alternatives, whatever it may be. Then you have a code to follow for all of your passwords. So it's more you just have to remember the phrase and know your code, and then you don't have to worry about writing them down. Yeah, that's super smart. I do that too with mine. Well, I used to be really bad, and I I didn't use I never used one two three four five six or anything like that. But I used to use the same password for just a lot of stuff. Now, this was this was years ago, and since then I've really started. You know, it doesn't matter what online account it is, whether it's social media, email. Uh, random retailer account. I, I at least try to make them as all unique, and I I can't remember them all, so I have to use a password manager. That's just it. I mean, just um, you know, you you have the option of saving them in the browser now, but if you're using a different browser, like I use lots of different browsers, and you want to save everything across all of them, it's just easier if you just have the password manager, and then it doesn't matter. You know, if you're on your computer, if you're on your phone, so. Uh, you know, that's what I would recommend is straight up password man- manager because, you know, everybody, oh, I'll just write it down on a post-it. No, <laughs> no, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, where it's next to your computer. Then you lose the post-it. Right. No, I've written down passwords on like the back of business cards and then I'll lose the business card or when I get like my internet set up, I'll keep the packet and then I'll write the password somewhere in it and I'll be like, I gotta keep this. And then it comes time for me to pay my bill. Well, guess what I can't find? One of my favorite little smart tricks if you have to share a password, whether it's, you know, my husband asking for the login for our power bill or, you know, somebody at work needs a login, you never send the email address or the account or the the login name and the password in the same place. So you might text the password, but you can email the login. Um, so that way, if you know someone can see your text messages, they can't see the full login. So that's that's a good uh, password sharing tip I try to stick to. I I think you're right, Ben. That now with all the accounts we have and how difficult passwords need to be. You should probably just pay a couple bucks a month for a password manager. Yeah. And what I was saying a minute ago, I, I don't understand how there are still whatever places online that allow the creation of such basic passwords. I mean, you look at some of these places now and, you know, you have to use one uppercase letter, at least one lowercase, a number, a special character, a hieroglyphic. I mean, they're just, you can't create a password unless you do all that. So yeah. how people are getting away it, it with... It can't be a password you've yeah. used in the last... 80 years. I'll tell you what I did. Uh, I, I took a tip from Kim like many years ago, and I created – so I have different levels of passwords. It all starts with the exact same part. So if you took a password B grade, B-E, you know, great, and then 04 or whatever a number that you would remember, that is my lower-level password for regular real estate sites and, you know, logins for – Stuff that does not include money that I really don't care about. So then the level two would be stuff, stuff that I do have like some level, like a, a Gmail. My Gmail account would have like a level two password. So it would be like B great 04 Gmail and then maybe a exclamation point or something. So I want to make sure that I get those codes in there and the letters and the numbers for the lower level because that's all they usually want. 
Then the uppercase, the bigger ones, the, the, the bank accounts and stuff like that would be, you know, be great, zero four, um, exclamation point, uh, money, because it includes money, the money sign, and then security, because it's the S security sign, so SEC, mm-hmm. and then a final, you know, exclamation point or whatever it is at the end. That way, I always remember if I forget them, I know exactly what they are because it's just what level it is. And, uh, and I've been using that for like five or six years and it seemed to work for me. That's really smart. I think that I do that and I didn't even realize I did. Uh-huh. You know, kind of the the more um, important or, yeah, like you said, if it you know has something to do with your money, then, yeah, those are going to be a really complicated passwords. And change them every once in a while. So when when some, you know, when somebody or the state of Arizona has me change my password, then I would just change it, you know, all in like say for like the bit with the banks and the, the upper level ones. So if you're trying to get into Mike's accounts, it's B great zero four. B great zero one. I've already written it all down on a post. So. <laughs> yeah, Mike, you might want to change your passwords before this publishes. <laughs> well, it's uh, it's on a sticky note on my desk, so don't you know? Don't I don't worry about it. And up next, it's the feel good story of the week. Stay right there. It's Tech Refresh from Commando.com. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Welcome back to the Tech Refresh podcast, and every week we want to end on a positive note, especially this time of year. It's Thanksgiving, rolling into Christmas. It can only get better, let's face it. It's been one of those years. And Allie, you've got a great story. I know we could all use a good heartwarming story. This one shows just how much tech can connect us, even when we're far apart. Very 2020, I think. Major Major Peter DeCranz was deployed to the Middle East for 10 months. His kids figured out that if they talked to their Ring video doorbell, their dad would get the messages. So so they would come by the doorbell, leave him a little message. Just about every day, he would get a notification to his email, be able to watch this. So uh, now here is 7-year-old Zarek and 5-year-old Petrula and the messages that they left for their dad. Hi, Daddy. I miss you so much. I always get you to do Daddy. Isn't that cute? I know. It was so sweet. It was like dad got to be there for all these moments he was missing. Like, a, I love the, you know, 
I learned how to ride a bike. Well, I especially loved it because I came from so a military cute. town and a military family, and these were things you weren't able to do five years ago, even. Like, right. technology in the last couple of years has really been able to connect yeah. you with your family that is serving the country overseas, and it really is something that... It's just hard work. It's good. You know, you always see this, the videos of soldiers coming home to their family or their dogs, and it's always a feel-good moment. Kids saying hi to their dad or their mom overseas is just precious. Yeah, I did too. Got a little misty. <laughs> I can graduate from my bike. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> now, the next thing that Ring has to come out with is, is, uh, is something that has like a video for both ways. So dad can leave messages for his uh, for his kids. That'd be great. Yeah, a little two-way. Thank you so much for listening to the Tech Refresh podcast, heard exclusively on Tech You Should Know podcast from Commander.com. If you haven't already, make sure you click the subscribe button so you get these podcasts delivered automatically every Friday with Tech You Should Know. And if you'd like to comment about the podcast, good or bad, mostly good, send us an email uh, to podcast at commando.com. Again, that's podcast at commander.com. On behalf of Cassidy, Ben, Allie, and Kim, I'm Mike. We'll see you next time. And for the latest digital news and articles anytime, go to commander.com with a K. That's K-O-M-A-N-D-O.